The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I hope you're doing well and enjoying the start of a new year. I'm looking forward to 2023. There's something about the new year. There is a hope in it. You know what I mean? It's like a whole year. It's like it's like a clean slate. And so I am very hopeful for good things this year and excited to see, you know, what God has in store for us because I trust him. We have some exciting news this week. My oldest son, David, he has his driver's license. He went and took his driving test and passed it. He was so nervous, but he did great. And he's now a licensed driver, which I have mixed feelings about. (laughs) I'm very proud of him. And I know it's just part of, you know, growing up, but it has really accelerated my prayer life because Anybody who has a kid who has gone through that knows every time, you know, he he goes somewhere, I'm praying, Lord, keep him, Lord, keep him. So that is, you know, the the only exciting thing going on around here right now, which tells you how exciting our life is, right? (laughs) So, um, but very thankful for that. And um, I wanted to share with you today just some thoughts on family devotions. I had mentioned that last week, and I thought, well, since I mentioned that, I better deliver, right? And I just want to encourage you and, and just share some things with you on having devotions with your kids, with your children, and what that's looked like for us. Doesn't mean it has to look that way for you, but that's the only thing I can share with you. I have seen devotions in in our home as a way of sharing our faith with our children. You know, we, as Christian moms, that's one of the desires of our heart. I believe that God plants that in our heart, a desire to see our children know and love Jesus. But how do we do that? You know, how how do we do that? Um, By grace, by faith by the power of the Holy Spirit, because we can't do that, right? We can't change anybody's heart. I can't even change my own heart. I have to rely on God for that. So that's part of the ministry of of the Holy Spirit. But we, we have to do the groundwork, right? We have to share our faith with them for them to believe, for them to see it. You know, how will they believe unless someone tell them, right? So, I'm just going to share with you today just some random thoughts about family devotions. And, you know, hopefully it will encourage you, inspire you, give you some ideas if this is an area that you 
that you're interested in, if this is an area that you want to grow in. Um, and I've never felt like I've been good at this. This is not an area I feel like, oh, I do these perfect family devotions. They've always felt a little disheveled for me. I, you know, I'm kind of just trying to figure it out as I go. But I've seen fruit. And so over the years, I've seen my children grow. And so I believe that perfection isn't the goal. The goal is fruit. The, gro- the goal is to grow in God, even if it doesn't look pretty or even if, you know, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing all the time. So I encourage you, you know, don't let fear or intimidation stop you if you want to learn how to have devotions with your family. And they don't have to. They certainly don't have to look like mine, but I'm going to share with you some things that we've done over the years. And I liken it to spiritual food. We are feeding our children spiritual food. We're teaching them about God. And just like natural food, at different ages, they go through different stages. When they're babies, all they can drink is milk. All they need is milk. It has all the nutrients they need. And then as they get bigger, you know, they move on to baby food and then, you know, small pieces of food. And then eventually the same food we eat just cut up smaller. And then hopefully the goal is that as teenagers, they can even make some of their own food so that when they're adults, they have an appetite for good food, for nutritious things, and they know how to make their own food. They know how to eat for themselves. And that is very similar to the stages of them learning to eat spiritual food or them growing in a relationship with God and in his word. You know, as a baby, I would rock my my baby. I would sing to my children. I would pray over them. I'd pray God's word over them. You know, I would tell them Though they didn't understand what I was saying, and I would tell them about God and, oh, I can't wait to see what God has for you, precious one. And just loving them, praying over them, singing over them, that is spiritual milk. That's all they can receive, and it's really all they need at that stage. And then as they get older and they understand us more, you know, they start singing those songs with us. And then you know, I I loved it when my kids could sit on my lap and I would get the little picture books, the little board books, and at least they could look and look at the pictures and I would point the pictures out and I'd tell them the stories. And I don't know how much of it they were getting, but they just like spending time with me. So we would do that. And then when they could understand the stories, it gets really exciting because, you know, I would tell the stories with my best voice. And, you know, all the gusto I could find and I'm showing them, you know, this, this is God. This is the God we serve. He, he does miracles. You know, he loved us so much that he sent his son for us. And those words are going in there and it is spiritual food for those little ones. And then probably my favorite stage was when they were old enough to us really get into some good questions, um, understand scripture. And, but I always still tried to keep it as a, um, as an uplifting, as a fun activity because I wanted them to see that God is with us, that, you know, he's for us, that this is not something that we have to do. 
you know, being with God, talking about Him is something we get to do. You know, so many things that we do as Christians are done in the church, right? And I'm all for that. I mean, my husband and I, we pastor a church, so we're all for church. But it seems like so many things that we do as Christians are at church. And I wanted a way to bring God home, you know, where God is not something that we do on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever you go to church. You know, he's not some, he's not just at church. He is with us every day and we worship him every day. And he's right here with us right now. We can call on him anytime. You know, it says, one of the scriptures I go back to when I think of family devotions, this always pops in my head, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 8. It says, and God's telling the people, um, this about his commandments. He says, you shall teach them, meaning his commandments. You shall teach them diligently to your children and you shall talk of them when you sit within your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. So he's telling them, you will tell your children about me, about my commandments all day through the day. You know, when, when you're sitting in your house, you know, when you're having meals, when you're on the way, when you're on the way to the grocery store, when you're on the way to school, when you lie down, you know, when you're kissing them goodnight, you know, when you rise up, I'm there, you know, I'm in the conversation. And so I want, I always wanted to present God to my children in a very natural way where, you know, it's not stuffy, it's not formal, you know. He's with us, and He's for us, and He is a part of our life. Because, you know, as mamas, part of our goal is to disciple our children, is to point them to Jesus. And I have found that family devotions is a great way of doing that. It's a wonderful tool to do that, to give them a worldview, a biblical worldview, to bring God into our home, to teach them truth, what he's like, what he's not like, the things that he requires of us. And so family devotions can be a wonderful tool. But I I did love when we could sit down and we could go through scripture and they could ask questions and we could discuss things. And there's and then, you know, eventually now, there was a time because we homeschooled that I was able to do that every day. And I was very thankful for that time. It was just part of our day. And I always tried to hook that in the morning to our breakfast. But you have to think about these things. You know, when are we going to do this? You know, what's convenient for us? What's going to work for us as a family? Because that's an important question. Now, for us, it was always easier to do that in the morning. Because people were fresh and people like to eat. So I would try to do that in the morning as we were preparing for the day and, um, and hook that on to breakfast if possible. But as the years changed, you know, those things have had to change too. You know, I, I've got two in a homeschool anymore. And so I'm always, st- I'm still looking for, you know, times that work. I have one who, do- who I do homeschool and we still do that together. We still have a daily devotion together, but that's just not optimal for my other two because, you know, they, 
they're out the door. And so I'm still looking. I still try to find ways that we can do devotions together, but it's not as consistent as it once was. And that's just life, guys. You know, I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not trying to put any kind of guilt or condemnation on you. I want you to know that, you know, my prayer is that you would find something that works for you and your family. I think devotions are wonderful. And I just think it's a wonderful way of getting in God's word, of, you know, of bringing him into our home. But different families operate different ways. And, you know, if you've not done devotions up to this point, and maybe you have older kids and it just doesn't work, it's not going to work the way I'm talking, do not let guilt beat you up. Pray that God would show you ways to bring him into your home. Years ago, I was listening to a teaching and the guy said, you know, if if a mama bird goes out and finds a worm, a really good juicy worm, I know this is weird, just hold on, hang with me. You know, if a mama bird goes out and finds a big juicy worm and brings it back to her birds, to her little babies in the nest and feeds it to them, she doesn't regret that she didn't find that worm yesterday. She gives them today what she knows and what she has today. And I try to live by that. I can't go back, but I can go forward. And so my encouragement for you is find what works now. You know, if you can't, you can't go back and do devotions with little ones when you have big ones, right? But find what works for you. And I have found that, you know, tagging devotions onto things that happen anyway, like meals have been very helpful. Um, but there are some, some people that just doesn't work for, you know, some seasons that doesn't work for. Right now, um, with my older ones, I, I struggle trying to find times to do that when we're all home together because everybody's got something. Recently, when we had the two weeks off, they had two weeks off from school because of the holiday, we were able to do some things at night together. So I think there was at least two nights that I cooked a nice meal. And before we ate, we sat down together and I just shared something you know, from the word that was on my heart. And you know, we prayed and then we we ate and that was our devotional because I want to get the word into them. I want to communicate with them about God and keep, you know, connected. But at the same time, I want it to be a blessing. I never use those times to to point out faults. I always use those times to point them to Jesus. You know, there are times for correction, but that's not what devotions are for. Devotions are for getting God's word into them and helping them to fall in love with God's word and to see that he's on their side. So I hope that's encouraging. I hope that's not too confusing. And I also want to say there are so many good resources for us out there that can help you with family devotions. There are so many um, good devotional guides out there. I used one by Sally and Clay Clarkson called Our 24 Family Ways. And I actually used this devotional three times. It was that good. And as my kids grew up, I used it three times because they were at different stages and I knew I could go deeper with them. But the way it's set up is there for each week, there's a different topic. And 
all week, you focus on that one topic and there's different scriptures to go with it for each day. And so, for example, you know, I remember one week was on forgiveness. So that whole week we talked about forgiveness and what it looked like to forgive and how what it said in the Bible about forgiveness. And I tried to find ways throughout the week. And trust me, with forgiveness, there was always an opportunity to talk with them about what forgiveness looked like. The other topics were things like we honor and obey God. You know, we treat others with gentleness, kindness, and respect. You know, we're thankful for the things we have. So those are the kind of topics that you know we would talk about each week, and we'd have a scripture each day that went with that topic. So that was a great resource for us. But there are others out there very similar to that. Also, there are some wonderful children Bible books that we read through together. There was one, it was called the 365 day child children's Bible. And, you know, the, it's supposed to, you're supposed to get through it in a year. It took us like almost two, <laughs> but that, that filled a lot of time, right? Because it took us two years to get through the 365 day children's Bible. But it was, um, it were short little stories from the Bible that gave them a, a good picture of the Old and New Testament. It was a wonderful book that we read together. Another one that I really liked was the Catherine Voss Children's Bible, Voss, V-O-S. And I loved that Bible. It, there, it's not flashy. They didn't have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of pretty pictures or anything like that, but the 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 writing of that of that children's Bible was so good. See, I don't like things that are babyish or that talk down to kids. I think that you know they can understand and appreciate good writing just like the the rest of us. And some some of the tone of some of the children's Bibles, I think it, it kind of talks down to kids or or makes it sound babyish, and I didn't like that. So I love the Catherine Voss children's Bible. I thought it was just a beautiful way, a beautiful Bible, um, the way that she presented it. And I learned so much from that Bible. You know, I'm embarrassed to say that, but there were stories that the way she put it made me want to go to my Bible and read that story for myself. So I, I really highly recommend that one. And um, and there's so many, I couldn't even go through all of them. I will tell you that anything by Kenneth Taylor Kenneth Taylor is the author of the Living Bible, but he did a lot of things for kids. And anytime, I don't even know if you can find many of them now. I I, I don't know if they're still in print, but I found some really good ones. Um, he had one called Devotions for the Children's Hour and another one called Devotions for Kids. But anything by Kenneth Taylor um, is excellent. And you know, I remember, and I know I'm going to get the name wrong on this one, um, but there was a devotion. I think it was called Stories from Birdville, and it was written by a Baptist pastor. And I, I found this at the Goodwill, I mean, for like a dollar. But it was this little devotional book, and it had stories about this um, this town called Birdville where all the people were birds, you know, different families of birds. And I, at that time, I had a little boy who loved birds. Like he knew every bird and he knew about every bird and all their characteristics. And he told me that the author actually brought in all those characteristics in the family, in the families of that, of, of Birdville. So we just loved that one. And 
And so, see, you can have fun with this. This can be something that, um, you know, that you can laugh and you can enjoy with your kids. You know, and you don't even need a book. You know, you can just use your Bible. There are times when, you know, I just felt like I had a scripture that I wanted to share with them. And I would do that. You know, you can list out the topics that you want to that you want to cover. You, know, you could go through the fruit of the spirit each week. You could do a different fruit of the spirit. And there's eight weeks of devotions just by talking about, you know, you could talk about love for a week and find different scriptures on love. And then the next week you can move on to patience. And there's so much good stuff that we can share with them. Um, I listed out a list of topics, things like, you know, thankfulness, courage, giving, things that I wanted to make sure that I, I touched on. And so each week we would do one of those. God will help you. He will give you creative ideas. And I, I just want to also warn you that it, it it's not going to look the way you think it, it should. You know, a lot of times I remember chaos. And, you know, there were several times that I just wanted to throw my hands up and say, forget it. You know, this is just not... This isn't doing anything good, but it is. It's getting in there, even when you don't feel like it's getting in there. So if you've tried before and felt like, oh, this is just a waste of time, I want to encourage you to try again because it's not a waste of time and it doesn't have to be perfect to be good. God can be in it, even if it's messy. And so many times I, I ended, there were days when I ended devotions in tears and I, I ended devotion angry because I didn't feel like anybody listened and I didn't know what I was doing. And I just, but I kept the next day I tried again. Well, sometimes it might've been a week before I tried again if it was a particularly bad day. But the, the key is just to try again. And I promise you, you won't be sorry you tried again. I'm going to also mention one more thing. One of the things that was hard for me in the very beginning was I wanted my husband to be a part of this process. Okay, I felt like he's the leader of our home. He should be leading our family devotions. But this was on my heart. I felt like God called me to do it. And I tried to pull him in, but it was not on his heart. It was what God asked me to do. And so I spent a lot of time frustrated that my husband wasn't leading our family devotions. And I'm sure I spent a lot of time frustrating him too, because I wanted him to, and sometimes he would, but he didn't do it the way I wanted him to. Now, I know y'all probably don't do that. But I would ask him to do something that he didn't necessarily feel like he wanted to do. And then I would be upset because he didn't do it my way. And after a while, I realized this is called, this is not producing the right kind of fruit in our home. And I, I stopped asking him. And then sometimes he would hear us and he would come over and he would add things. They were good. And so it drew him in, but not always. And I was good with that because I knew 
God's asked me to do this. This is what he's asked me to do. So don't be upset with your husband if he is not ready to do this or if this isn't something that he feels called to do. If he does, if he wants to, that's awesome. That's wonderful. But just know you can do this. If God's put this on your heart, then you can do this. Now, there are times, you know, even when we have our family devotions now, like I was talking about when we had dinner and I would just share something before dinner. Sometimes I'll give my husband the scripture. I'll say, honey, tonight we're going to have a devotion and I want you to read this. And I set him up, see, I set him up, but I set him up for success because he doesn't mind doing that at all. But he didn't have to feel like he has to create something, see? So don't make it a big deal. You know, just you obey God and let God deal with him. You know, and God can do that. You know, he's big enough, right? He's big enough. I hope that you got something out of this today. And I hope that it's been a blessing. And I encourage you to try. If this isn't something that you do or something you've ever tried, um, you know, ask God to show you a way to start. And I think you'll be blessed. Lord, I thank you today that you call, that you help us wherever we are. That, Lord, we don't have to get right before you start to help us. That you, you care about us right where we are. And I pray, Lord, that you give these moms inspiration, Lord, that you'd give them ideas that, Lord, that they would have hope in their heart. And Lord, I just ask you to wipe away any guilt because that's not productive. Lord, that we would not look back, but Lord, it's a new year that we'd look forward. And Lord, I ask you to show us how to take our children by the hand and lead them to you in such a way that one day they'll walk with you even when we're not there. And we thank you for that, Father. We put them in your hands, and I put these ladies today in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.